Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They put on the Huzzah Convention. Huzzah is happening at the Doubletree in Portland, Maine from May 19th to the 21st, 2023. Come play war games featuring epic historical battles, have fun at a sci-fi and fantasy game, or dig into some board games at Huzzah. Visit mhwa.info for more information. Welcome to Wargaming Recon. I am your host, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. We are here with another episode recorded live at TotalCon 2023. And today in this episode, we are continuing our Extreme Gaming Makeover. It's a series we've been doing where we have different people in the industry of tabletop gaming. They come on and we give them make-believe $5,000 and say, please spend this to change your gaming life, uh, upgrade, make over, whatever's going to make life a little more interesting or new or better for you. And so we have this time, Mr. Your Bender, who is the owner of Things from the Basement. We've talked about them a lot before. Great products. Very kind and generous individual here. I want to welcome York. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Hi, Jonathan, and <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> I loved having you on the show. I love chatting with you. Okay, that's good. And uh, I know it took a little bit of convincing for you to agree to do the gaming makeover. Yes, that's right. Because when you approached me um, and told me I would I would get $5,000 to spend, I was thinking, hmm, why would I spend $5,000? <laughs> and I was a bit skeptic. And then after, I don't know, a few hours maybe, and I talked to my wife about it, and she was, oh, that's that's a good idea. You should do that. Yeah. I, okay, I, I started thinking about it, and I, I really came up with something. So and Yes, you did. I probably would have needed more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see, it, you look at it, and you think, oh, $5,000 is so much money, right? Yes. And it can be, or it can be very, very little, depending on how you right. want to go about doing it. Yeah, it's just I think you have to get over the over the threshold of thinking I would never spend five thousand dollars for my hobby. Yeah. Um, and and then you once you've done that, you will see that it's not a lot of money. <laughs> no, well, see, like it's funny enough. You, like this aside, uh, for those of us who, especially if you do any sort of miniatures gaming in general, you go through five grand pretty quickly. Like right. I, I don't think any of us are keeping track of it. I mean, no. Lord knows I'm not because my wife might be, uh, but. <laughs> I'm not, but like you buy a box of minis, you're buying some terrain, you're buying some paints and this and that, and the next thing you know, it's like 400 bucks right there. And so that's right, it adds up, adds up really quickly. I mean, that's probably the same in any other hobby as well. If you're into something and you want to get stuff or or extend your collection or whatever you have, yeah, you will have to spend money. Yes, no, you're right. You could be into sculpting and doing right. it, or I don't know, maybe you're into like vintage movies and you want to get you know, first cuts or whatever, that kind of stuff. You go through the money very fast. Yeah. Uh, so when you were doing this and you were trying to figure out how you wanted to spend the money, did you have a general idea or a theme or like a goal, like a purpose that you wanted to meet or accomplish with the money? Like what was your vision? So as I said, I talked about about it uh, to my wife, Petra. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we were sitting at the kitchen table, dining table, whatever you call it. And yeah. um, we had this table for a long while. We, we brought it when we came to the US back in 2014 and we already had it for, I don't know, seven, eight years before. So I'm, you can see the age on that <laughs> dining table. It's a, it's a big table. It has two extensions that 
that you can add and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. okay. but it, yeah, it has seen better times, let's say. And so I, I'm not sure if it was her or me and or who thought about. I mean, there are gaming tables out there that have a dual use. You mm -hmm. can use them as a as a regular kitchen dining table, and you can also use it for for gaming because it has this recessed area in the middle. Um, where you can put up your board game or your miniature game or whatever you're doing. Um, let's have a look into that. Okay. So we started doing some research on the internet and we found something that we thought that might be something. And um, yeah, so that's how, how it started. Getting, getting gaming and living together in, in, in a solution uh, that works for the whole family. We don't have a dedicated gaming room in our house because the basement is already blocked with things <laughs> from the basement, <laughs> which is more like a production site. Yep. So um, if we if we play games or have friends over to play games, we have to do it at the at the dining table. Okay. So the idea was: um, is there something that has this dual dual use effect? Is there a table that is not just a dining table, but it has a dedicated gaming use? And yes, there's something like this on the market. Quite a few, if you if you dig deeper, mm -hmm. and we found one that we like best because it fits our our rooms and 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 the size so and the style that we like. So yeah, we found something, and okay. that's on the list of my five thousand dollar list. That makes perfect sense. So especially nowadays, in in other parts of the world, people don't have as much space as right. we do here in America for uh, homes and things. So you want to make the maximum use of your space. Mm -hmm. So being able to have multi-purpose, but also to have like this cool dedicated gaming location is. I think important because few people do, but like to be able to do that, and I also think it's easier to sell uh, if your partner maybe is not a gamer, and you'd be like, "Hey, let's get this cool piece of furniture. It's really well made. You can also use it for this thing, but it's not going to interfere with your life, and you can just kind of you can have it all, kind of." And I hate saying that because it, it feels weird, but like maybe you can have it all, <laughs> <laughs> and so you can get the the table, and you can do that. Uh, so you, you you homed in on this table, right? And where did it come from? What's What's the table? Oh, uh, you said it fits your space, right? Right. But other than that, like, why did you pick the table? What was it that you were like, oh, I need this particular table? So, of course, we have the, the dining area. Kitchen dining area isn't... That, now I talk about my home, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, kitchen dining area is like an open concept area. Okay. So... Um, very popular. Yes. And very nice to have because it's it's the, the point where, where everyone gathers, right? It's mm -hmm. in... It was in my family back in Germany 30, 40, 50 years ago, <laughs> it was always in the kitchen and now you have the kitchen dining area which is bigger and you have... Um, it's the heart of the home. Right, it is. So that's yeah. that's usually where people meet when they come together, at least in our families. So. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, so our dining table is a bit bigger than the usual dining table because the, the room is big enough and we like to have a big table. There's always some decoration on it and, mm -hmm. and we use it as a family for for our daily meals of course yeah um there's some other furniture in the room so what you're looking into when you try to replace an, an old furniture piece first does it fit for the second is does the the style fit to the furniture you already have in there yeah is the it, does it have the right color do you like the style mm -hmm. so that's what we looked into and and we found some or one table that we like best so you went to boardgametables.com right and you picked, I believe they call it the uh, Jasper or the Jasper board game table. Yes, right. And <coughs> they have two versions of it, I believe. So they have a, a standard size and mm -hmm. they have what they call the long. Mm -hmm. And so why did you go with the long? 
I know that's one that you picked. Because it, it's pretty close to the dimensions of our current older table. Okay. So it fits in there. We like to have, as I said, we like to have some extra space on the table just to, as I said, there's mostly sitting some kind of decor on the table, depending on the time of the season. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, if we if we invite guests over or have friends coming over or we have family coming from Germany, then we are usually a f few more than just the two or three of us. Mm -hmm. um, so we like to have a big table and the, the Jasper Long just fits in. So that's that's why we, we chose the, the longer version of the two tables, which are otherwise the same. It's just the, the dimensions of the Jasper Long are a bit uh, bigger. Now, did any um, desired kind of gaming play into also choosing the long, or was it uh, primarily because you wanted to match your uh, current dining table space? Um, like some I people would want a shorter, a smaller table because they do say just skirmish games, right? Whereas others, uh, if you're doing, I don't know, like bolt action, for example, or um, anything like that, you're going to want a bigger table. You're going right. to want a four by six or something yeah. along those lines. Yes. So no, the first I think the first choice was fitting fitting the space and fitting the the surroundings of the room. So, okay. and then the games. And as we as we have the room for the bigger one, for the bigger table, that was the choice. Um, it's we're we're playing both at home, board games and miniature games. Mm -hmm. Miniature games mostly skirmish style, so smaller games, not necessarily needing a six by four table, which would also be a bit tight in in the room. So. Um, it's like kind of a compromise. The table is long enough for a bigger game. It's mm -hmm. a big, it big smaller um, on the on the short end. Yeah. But I think it would still work. And um, for board games, it fits anyway because most of the board games have a certain size that they don't, yeah, extend, no. and and it should work. Yes. And then often when you're doing these kind of um, gaming tables, they give you a lot of other options about things about. What you're playing surface will be like, what color, what uh, materials it's made out of, and then you can get accessories for them too. Right. So I know you had picked uh, some different things. Uh, you went with a blue playing surface, and I was really curious about that. Do you anticipate doing a lot of naval gaming? <laughs> no, not really. Um, what I was thinking, so we picked the, the, the style or the color of the table itself would be a dark wood, like yeah. almost black, let's say. Yeah, it's a, it's a walnut, I think. Yeah, well, it's a dark walnut, yes. Um, and the, the tablecloth that comes with it, you have a choice of four or five different ones. I think it's kind of red, green, blue. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I mean, there were two more other colors. And they we were, just thought that the, the, the blue and the, the dark walnut gives a nice contrast. Okay. If you play a board game, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you play a miniature game, you could always put another gaming mat that you have at home on top of it. True. To match your terrain or setting or whatever you you want to play. Okay. So it's just it was just the choice of the of the cloth was just what matches best to the to the wood, and um, we like the blue, so that's why I why I okay, picked okay. the blue. And like I know some people who say do a lot of uh, gaming with minis and they join it, you know, like in uh, a grassland or anything like that. At a wooded area, they'd say, "Oh, well, I want the green surface because mm -hmm. that's where they're primarily doing." Or if there's a black, if they're doing a lot of say space kind of stuff right. or whatever, just because it just kind of makes that a little easier and minimizes it, so that way you can just kind of uh, go that way. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you could find you could find um, customizable mats that you can just have produced in the right size for your table, and you have your gaming mat on top of the gaming cloth, and and you could 
exchange it with every game. Let's say you, you do a um, test of honor game, you have some green grasslandish thing. If you like Wild West, you do more like an arid uh, landscape. Course, so yeah, and you yeah. could just get a custom mud done, which is very easy these days because yeah, customizable products are, are very easy to get nowadays. And I would imagine the company probably sells all their playing surfaces. I, I didn't check actually. I'm not sure if they did. I know there are there are other table companies I call them mm -hmm. um, who offer um, customized mats for their table. So you can choose their one of their designs. They have probably many, or you can just like when you do a poster or something, upload your file, and then they would produce it for you. So I think mm -hmm. that's easy can easily be done. Okay, and then you also chose some accessories. You picked some cup holders and uh, a few other things. So what made you decide to pick these for accessories? Yes, I mean, hydration is very important, right? That's <laughs> what we hear every day. So um, the thought was then when you when you have a gaming table, um, as this one has, you, you take off the top, which are four or five, I don't remember exactly, separate toppers. Yeah, you can pick, I think, how many segments you want to go. Right, with. and you just take them off and put them aside. And then you have a recessed, ga recessed gaming area. And all around you have this elevated area, which is about two, three inches deep, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it might work to put a glass of water or Coke or whatever you drink on top of it. But okay. the risk of tipping it over while yeah. playing a game, rolling dice, whatever, might be very high. So the, the company offers extensions that you put... Um, at the side of the table, there's some kind of, you can just push it in. There's it's like, like a, a rail, rail and you, you push it in. So they have uh, cup holders for, for uh, let's say, glasses or, or soda cans or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have wine glass holders, which have like an, um, a ring with an opening and you just push the stem through and the okay. glass is rested securely in there. So I think the the, the risk of, a, of an accident which could damage a lot of your, yeah, maybe the table itself and, of course, all your gaming gear um, is highly reduced if you use this. Okay. And um, if you don't want them or don't need them, you just take them off and, um, yeah, can just adjust the, the, the table to the number of players you have around and what they are drinking. So that should be fine. And then one of the other options you picked was something they call a shelf. Yes. Would you describe the wing shelf first? I people? try to. So if you if you have that the table is a re rectangular shape and the wing shelf you can put on on one end or on both ends depending on how many you order of course and it gives you a little table area where you can put down they call it for snacks or your your rules of the game or if you're into role playing games you could probably put up the the game master screen on top of it and and the game master sits at the top of the table and has a place to put down his his rules and books and scenario descriptions so um that's the wing end i think that's a very useful thing to have like a, a bigger area um at the end of the table that you can use for for different purposes you picked one why didn't you get a second yeah i think if you play games with friends you're probably at least four people sitting there maybe even six and mm -hmm. if you if you put one of these wing ends on both sides then you restrict your gaming area so i think one would just be enough okay i might be wrong no no but um on the other hand i would rather order one extra when i when i realized that i need a second one than having both and just needing one and, and having spent money that i could have used otherwise so you could use on other things you don't have any chairs so 
Is everyone just standing? Or yeah, what that's do we what do? we do. We're Germans. We are always standing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have chairs with the with the um, that we exchanged a few years ago. Okay. So um, they should just match um, and work. So they are fine. They don't need to be exchanged. That why I, that's why we didn't pick extra chairs. Okay. So then, out of your total budget, you spent roughly eighteen hundred and change. Yes. On the gaming table and all the stuff that goes with it. Right. Now that still leaves a, a lot of money left over. Yes. Where is that money going? So the second second thing is, um, yeah, you still have about yeah a good three thousand grand to uh, three yeah three thousand grand to spend. So um, as your listeners will know, I'm I'm mostly doing terrain, mm-hmm. MDF, laser cut. So I don't need that. I can do it my <laughs> myself. Yeah. I, please, I can try. Um, but of course, I like terrain a lot and. There are things that I cannot do, and there's, there are others um, out there who do a fabulous job of, of, of high-quality terrain pieces. But um, the laser-cutting technology just cannot do that. And what I really like is the, are the buildings from Tabletop World. Okay. I believe it's a, it's a small company located in Croatia, in Europe. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and as far as I know, they produce... Um, they are fantasy buildings. They they build them from scratch. They use this kind of foam material, and they um, sculpt it. Um, use this this foam to to um, or create um, single blocks of of stone of or, or strips of wood out of foam. Put it all together, glue it together, then somehow uh, make a mold out of this. And then produce the kit as a as a cast in some kind of material. I'm not sure exactly what they use. Okay. And it is highly highly um, decorated with with tons of detail. The, the interior is detailed. You can open the the buildings. You can use the inside as well. There's a lot of lot of things added on the outside wall, like I don't know crates, barrels, chairs, tables. So it's all very. It's a work of love, I think. It's it's um, when you when you look at their website, they have um, painted samples, so you can really um, make them shine if you if you spend the time painting those buildings. So they come unpainted, and then you have yes, to okay. yes, they come unpainted, so you can do whatever you want. And I think they are not cheap. Um, and I think if you want to get them or buy them painted, they're probably <laughs> unavailable because <laughs> the cost would be so high. But I really like like their stuff. And so for like the vibe, as the kids would say, they're all kind of a medieval sort of yes. feel to them. I would call it medieval fantasy like so yeah. something like that. So, so I think you could I mean my wife likes playing um, what is it called? Lords of Shadow Deep. Okay. Um, Frostgrave is another very popular fantasy game. I would I would use that for, for these kind of games. Okay. Easily. Um so they are very uh, focused on that one genre. Why did you go this way? Because I know, like for example, you like to play some Test of Honor. There are other games you like to play. Why not terrain that is more neutral or a little of this and a little of something else? And a yeah, it's just. I think mainly it's just. I love. I love their style. I love the the detail work that they put in their buildings. I don't have something like that because I I would not dare doing it the way <laughs> they do because I I think I would couldn't be I wouldn't be able to do it the the right way. Okay. Um, for 
you mentioned Test of Honor. For Test of Honor, you, I, I'm using my own buildings. I True. think they look good, good they enough. Look I good. like them. <laughs> and for other, for others, um, um, for other games, probably as well. But this, this, I, I really like their style of, of fantasy, medieval fantasy buildings. So that's why I chose chose this company. Okay. And I, I noticed you kind of picked one of everything. Yes, because I want to to have a, a big village. Okay. Um, Imagining it, maybe putting it on, I don't know if, if I would be able to do it on, on boards that I could design modular so you can uh, rearrange the, the setting of the buildings, not mm -hmm. using just a, a game mat or something, but really put them on, on terrain, fixed on terrain, and then just play around with it. That okay. would be something I would like to try to, to really give it this feel of, of, a, of a grown medieval village or town. Now, I know one of the reasons why people love the gaming tables that have the topper is you can have all your gaming stuff in there and then you leave it and you just cover it up so you can have your dinner, you do right. whatever. Uh, do you know how well these fit into the table? Because uh, I didn't actually look to see what the heights were on any of these. I, I like, mean, like how, I know it's 28 mil scale, right? Yes. But like how, like how big are these things? So they, they look I'm, gorgeous on the website. Yes, they look. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've only seen them on the website. I have never seen one in person or live somewhere. At least I'm not aware of. Okay. So um, they will fit in into the recessed gaming area, but you will not be able to put the topper yeah, on, on top. So <laughs> though, it would be just, um, yeah. In this case, it's it's gaming or eating, <laughs> not one after the other or with a break. I think the, for the gaming table, it works for, for board games, or if you probably have just um, a flat area you mm -hmm. use for miniature games, it might work as well. Yeah. If the miniatures are 20, 28 mil and don't have, I don't know, too much of a height, then you could probably put the topper on and um, have a break on, on gaming and enjoy dinner and then probably take the topper away and resume gaming. Not with the buildings, of course, because they are too tall. Okay. And then I have to ask, so you went, I would say, whole hog on terrain, but there's no minis, there's no dice, there's... Is it because you already have this other stuff, or, or what was the thinking there? Uh, I was running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess my question is really, like, instead of scaling back some of the terrain, and, and then having some of the other stuff, Oh, why all terrain and no uh, stuff? Yeah, I know. I'm no. It's I'm, not a criticism. No, no, no. I know. Curious. I love terrain. Uh, Me too. So um, I'd rather I'd rather do the go full into terrain and then start doing miniatures one by one by one afterwards. Okay. Because, and I think I probably have some. I just they just need painting, or I need to find someone who paints them for me. That might be the better way for me <laughs> because I, I, think uh, I know I know yeah. a person. Yes. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I I really really like the like their style of, of buildings, and that's why I said okay, I want them all. They're, I cannot I cannot really make a a, um, a decision on which to leave away just to get some extra minis. So I, I'd rather go with all the buildings. It is a hard choice. There's, I mean, some of them are like here's cottage one and here's cottage two, or sure. like here's three versions of a townhouse, but they're different. It's not just like a small difference where this one has one extra window or something. They, they're actually uniquely no, different buildings. Exactly. And I think that's because that's the way how they design their buildings. They really build them from scratch and then uh, create their molds. So everyone, every building is um, unique. It's not just an adaption of an existing one. That's not how they do it. And then, actually, so this was one of the things that I was kind of curious about. When you went through, you had picked one of each 
but with things like the walls. So there's all these different wall sections. Yes. And I was kind of curious, like one of each isn't necessarily enough to um, surround anything. Is the idea not for a complete surrounding? Is it like then you kind of go into a part of the wall, the table, and be like, here's just a section of what you're looking at? Like, how does it, what do you envision? Uh, yes, um, I was, I was, I would probably do it always like this. If, if you want, like, um, um, a defended city or a defended town with, with walls and towers and a gatehouse and everything, mm-hmm. I think it, it, it easily becomes a really, really big adventure that you're going into because you need a lot of space to, to surround a, a, a set of buildings with, with solid walls. True. So I would probably always do just part of a wall. Okay. And then um, on the one side you have just open fields or maybe some trees or a, a small river running and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. outside of the town and the rest you can really, really fill up with, with town buildings. So you get the impression of part of a, of a bigger city that is defended and then you can use the use it as a um, yeah, let, let's attack the town scenario or defend it or just play inside the inside the village let's say and use the 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 walls as some kind of yeah backdrop let's okay. say so i would probably always prefer that setting because you are open to multiple ideas when you play games and you don't have to to think about where can i put a game um, that has a, a wall uh, uh, sorry a town surrounded by um, a solid wall <laughs> i think yeah that's the right approach to 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 get uh, to try to get both um, in in one setting no, like, a, like right. a compromise let's say i mean it really depends on the scale but if you're going at this scale yeah in this doing case, a yeah, whole right. city or a castle right. whatever it is the, the smaller it, you go in scale, of course, then you could probably do it. And yeah, you're doing it. 10 mil, yeah, stuff, but then yeah, you get the definitely, whole thing you can yes. do. And then you probably want to do it, but in 28, yeah. I think it doesn't really... No, that um, makes sense. Yeah. And so you mentioned Frostgrave is one of the games that you yeah. like to play. What other games do you think you'd be playing with these the, on this table or with this train? It doesn't have to be with the train, but... Like, right. No, uh, so um, we're playing... Test of Honor because we like we like in general we like I should say we like skirmish games mm-hmm. not the big big battle games with with hundreds of figures more more skirmish games um, um, we tried out Dead Man's Hand the Wild West game okay um, so everything with a low or lower figure count um, it's more attainable right and um, it also makes it easier to to try out different different um, types of, or different settings, right? You can do a medieval game, a feudal Japan game, a Wild West game. It's not the, the cost to, to start into a new genre or, or a new historical period is not as high because you just need a few figures, maybe some terrain that matches if, if it's something special that you don't have already. Um, easier to, to, to start or try out something new than if you do a big battle game. So those are some of the games that you have been playing for right. a while. Are there any new games, or new to you anyway, games that you'd want to break out onto the table? I, I would. What I would like to do is, or I'd like to, to get my, my feet into, is doing some sci-fi stuff. Okay. I'm a big Star Wars fan. And Me it, too. So, okay. And the love was a bit reignited by all the series that came out over the last few years. So are we looking at, like, Legion, or, like, what are we thinking? Yeah, I was thinking Legion. Okay. Because... But I know it's 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 a more f- more figures. Um, Not a ton, though. 
I, it I haven't, have I haven't played it. I, I, I looked at the rules because you can just um, get the rules online. They are free. Yes. Like so mass games are the yes, one who took over it. Now. Correct. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking about that um, because I like the I like the I like the, the Star Wars setting. It's just I think it's so Huge well fan. done. Yes. Well, so here at TotalCon, we're actually running uh, <laughs> a Legion game. Oh, nice! After the recording, we're doing it using Star Wars Lego. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> well, so like the same kind of like I love Star Wars and I love Lego, um, as I know you know, and listeners probably know too. And I thought, okay, so Lego, I don't have to paint because oh, that's a good idea. Yes, I, like, I never thought about that. Anything I don't have to paint is a great thing. Yeah. And I thought they're easy for me to assemble to build, so I can do that. <laughs> Honestly, it's an excuse for me to buy a lot of Lego, where <laughs> it actually has a legitimate gaming purpose. Right. So it comes out of like the money for the show and not the money that my wife and I use to like mm-hmm. buy the kids' clothes or whatever. So my wife was all aboard for that, and it's just it seemed like a, a neat way to kind of go about it. So my buddy John Caputo, he's actually going to be running the game today. Um, or for those of you listening, have already run the game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's. Do you ever read? Have you ever read Douglas Adams? Oh, yes, it's a long time ago, but okay. I've read him, yes. Um, so I love how in, in Douglas Adams, and it might be in Hitchhikers, uh, there's this whole thing where he talks about the problem with time travel. Mm-hmm. The problem with time travel is not like, you know, traveling through time and then becoming your own grandfather or whatever. Right? He says how the problem is really tenses <laughs> yeah. in language. And it's like, will I have... Would yes. I, did yeah. I already? No, <laughs> right. It's, you don't, you start, don't start thinking about it. Just, just read it. <laughs> oh, but it's just, so whenever I'm doing one of these recordings, I always try to be mindful of not saying, in the future, this, it's like, on this date. <laughs> to try to, but so on Saturday, what is today's date? The 25th of February, 2023, the game will have has, or it's about to begin. And so we're doing it with Star Wars Lego. But I mention this also because I know nothing about the rules, except I know that they're really accessible. Mm-hmm. So historically, whenever I, like I would run, a, I say I, but whenever we would run a game at a convention, I was always the, I guess you call it the hype person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'd be like, here's all the cool stuff to kind of make it like a little extra flair or whatever. And Adrian Benson, may he rest in peace, uh, was always the, he, he loved to read rules. He'd read all the rules. And then, as need be, he would dumb it down for me so I could understand it. And I'd be like, talk to me like I'm a three-year-old. So he's like, how I would anyway. And <laughs> uh, so then he would explain it. And, and then we'd, we'd go through the process. And so in, in this way, I, I was like, okay, you know, we'll run the game. We'll do the whole thing. And then there was a point where I decided I don't really want to run the game. Like I, I was like, and you know, this is my first time back at TotalCon since the pandemic. And we're doing podcast recordings and all this stuff. And I was telling John Caputo about it. And... He's like, oh, well, I'll run that game. So God of the Rules Perfect. and the whole thing. And, he, and so he looked at it, and, and I said, okay, so what do you think? Like, is it accessible? Can we do it on the time? Because normally I, I like to give a year to prep for the, mm-hmm. and this was not a year to prep. <laughs> but so he looked at it, and he's like, yeah, no, we can do it. And he's seen how accessible it was. And so also my audio editor, Joshua Shoebridge, down in Australia, he's a big Legion player. Uh, so down, he lives outside of Canberra. And they have a convention called CanCon, and one of the big things is, a gigantic legion tournament so he's been like from the beginning whole hog about this like he's just kind of dived in he, he knows all the stuff and he's remarked about like how much fun it is to paint the minis i think the sculpts look nice and that you can make it as crunchy as you want with 
playing it because you can really kind of go with all these like extra cards and special mm-hmm. characteristics and stuff um, with your point bot because it's a point by system because it's intended for organized play. But you can also go casual too. And so I like that kind of flexibility because I'm more of a beer and pencil kind of person. I care more about who I'm playing with than what the game is. Yeah, that it, sounds for me. Yeah, I like that. I like that approach. Right? It's it's a game, and you should have fun. It's not about competition. I will never. I you should never say never. No, I know, I but I will never play a tournament <laughs> in, yeah, I, for I, whatever and, and no no particular rule. I will just not do it because I don't think it's fun. It's if, me. Yeah, for me. It's, others it's others love it. I don't. Yeah, and I say, hey, if that's your thing, go do it. Right. Um, and this really seems that it has an option for both for whatever you right. really like. And so I'm kind of curious slash will have already found out about how well it plays for that I, and so you could you won't do the lego thing i mean you could uh don't because it's more expensive than buy minis but you could uh, or but like the the minis for the game all the game stores carry them so like you can support your friendly right. game stores which is really great so you can do that and then you can paint them however you want or not paint or whatever uh john caputo is an amazing painter he does commissions for those of you who are looking for someone to paint uh reach out i'll get you in touch with them his rates are really good and his results are fantastic and um like he bought a corset and i think he's gonna just paint it up and do a thing and mm-hmm. whatever uh but i think legion could be a lot of fun and then also because i know you just you haven't had time to play with it yet but you just got a 3d printer and so the community of legion players have done a lot to create and make shareable their own 3d printed files for legion for extra terrain or things that haven't come out in the game yet uh, so they don't have like all the vehicles and they don't have all the unit types yet. They're you know expanding a little at a time. Uh, but if you want like extra destroyed vehicles to have as terrain on your board, you can do that, and you can just you print it out or whatever. So that's like something that yeah, there's you a can have there's a huge doing. there's a huge market out there for for especially for Star Wars. I yeah. I just yeah dug into it over the last few weeks a bit because I've, I'm I'm a, as I said I'm a fan of the of the franchise and. Um, there's so many talented sculptors for for miniatures out yes. there. It's amazing. Now, I think currently they have two main corsets. They have a starter that's like prequel kind of stuff, and then they have what I refer to as the Holy Trilogy, the original yes, trilogy. Yes. Oh, which kind of where do you think you'd go? I think I would I would like to start with the traditional okay. Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker and all the all the yeah, so all the thi- yeah I mean it's 40 uh, it's hard to believe but the, the the first film is more than 40 years old it's, yes it is aye, it predates me but yeah no <laughs> I, 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 love, I, like... I saw them but it's it's <laughs> I mean it shows you how old you are but <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, right? it's amazing I just I just saw uh, there was a documentary on on Disney oh on Disney Plus, Plus right yes with uh, about industrial light and magic the yeah. the special effects company that was They're founded amazing. for these movies and that was very interesting especially this i think it was a six-part series just about ilm i think so yeah it was really really uh well done and and there was so much information i didn't know about um it i highly recommend watching that if you have a chance to no i i would agree they just they did a really good job with that and Star Wars is... i love star wars so much so you know so much like a clone wars droid army kind of person not not yet maybe yeah. maybe maybe it will come in the future but i like the, the classical stuff i like the stormtroopers that, that never hit and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, yes the I, as usual it's 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 yeah the good thing about it is i think it has a lot for every kind of mm-hmm. player 
some like the droids, others like the, the classical setting, then um, you have the newer movies. True. So you can pick whatever you like and I think you can, as far as I understand it, you can play whatever you want and, and play I against so. whatever you want. So it's just, yeah, why not? From what I understand too, they kind of getting into a little bit with this where, uh, so like for those who played Flames of War, for example, that they would have different campaign or army books and so you'd have a different list based off that. So you could have like a, you'd pick like what do you want to play like Eastern Front in 1942 or, or like what yep. are you doing? Or are you going into France? Uh, but like the Star Wars version of that. So for the, the Lego game, we're doing a Battle of Hoth kind of oh, theme. And so they actually have lists for Blizzard Force, which are the Imperials. And then they have the Echo, Defend- Echo Base Defenders for the Rebel Alliance. Uh, and so I think they're kind of branching out into that. And they're also selling box army box sets that are kind of tailored toward that. So you can do that as well. So you could be like, I really like, I don't know, but went down in Jabba's Palace or yeah. something, and you want to go do like a, a setup with that. Or for those of you who do love prequels, maybe you're really into Bad Batch and you love, um, of course, uh, <laughs> so you could have like your own thing. Yeah, I think you can them. just more or less build your own your own force the way you like, as long mm-hmm. as you play it by the rules, of course. Um, but you can add on to, let's say, the 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 clone troopers. You can add on certain other factions, mm-hmm. and so you get a mixture of what you like best, which is great approach because no, it, is a good it approach. allows you allows you to to pick and choose what you like or what you think works best on the on the gaming table. You meant, r- mentioning and alluding to how stormtroopers never hit reminded me of this web comic I came across years ago, and I wish I could remember who did it because I'd love to give attribution. So if any of you happen to know, please tell me. Uh, but there's this webcomic someone did, and it's these two like cartoon characters. One's a dog, I think, and one's a, a kid. And they, they're like, oh, what should we play? And they decide to play a more modern version of Cowboys and Indians or Cops and Robbers sort of thing. Um, all of this, which, of course, not really socially acceptable anymore, but <laughs> like a, a more modern. And so they're going to do Star Trek Star Wars thing. Where it's red shirts versus stormtroopers. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, and so they play. So then one of the panels uh, shows like this one kid. He has like a bucket on his head. Uh, one of the characters has a bucket on his head. It's, it looks like a stormtrooper helmet. And uh, he goes bang bang go. Oh. And then the other kid goes, "Oh, you hit! Uh, I'm dead anyway!" Like I, don't <laughs> like I died anyway. It's just it's really funny. So they play into the trope, and I don't know. It makes you laugh. You get puts a smile on my face uh, with that. So Legion, uh, one of the games. Oh. Um, what else? Is Legion really where you think you might go next? Or are there other games or settings, maybe? Uh, so you mentioned you, like, you love Star Wars. I, like usually, we, I usually don't want to touch too many different rule settings because mm-hmm. I'm a terrible learner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I mean, I read the rules and I think, hmm, maybe I got that. But I, I, I'm, I really, really prefer if someone teaches me. I read yeah. the rules and then someone teaches me and then I get the knack of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always possible, of course, but that's the way I like like it best, so I try to um, try to not to to tackle too many different rule settings because I need to remember them all. So uh, <laughs> I'd rather stay with a few, but do them right and and do the again terrain setting for it right because that's what I like. I like the the, the visual approach to a game. Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's very important. Maybe the most important thing. Sounds a bit weird, maybe. No, not weird at all. But um, that's what I like. So um, yeah. I like I like the visual. It, the new visual needs to be right to attract me. If it's mm-hmm. if the the rule set might be the best out there, but it's not well presented or well well done, um, I I would step away from it. No, I hear. You. I, visual appeal definitely has a place in games. Yes. I think. And I think some of it's personal preference on how important that is, but 
if it just it looks awful, I don't like no matter how great the room system yeah. is or the community, uh, that definitely plays a part in, it, in what it goes. No, it, it does. But no, that's interesting. Um, and I agree with you. Like, so I'm someone who I don't remember any of the rules or anything. So I, I really need like if I'm playing, I need someone to be like, remember this is how it goes. Or yeah, I, I always yeah, think like, what do I need to hit? I need to roll a this or that. Just like tell me what I need to roll. It, I don't want to have to remember this one. Look in this chart and subsection chart four B, and then you go. It's, no, thank you. Like some people love that. That's just not. For no, me. that's I'm similar than than <laughs> than you are. So yeah. Although my exception for that is. I've really gotten into playing, um, I don't know if you do any solo gaming at all? No, not really, no. Okay, so uh, GMT makes amazing war games and board games, mm -hmm. and so they do this whole series of ones that are great for solo gaming, um, set in World of Two, mm -hmm. and it's submarine warfare. Uh, so they have one for like the Italians in the Mediterranean, they have a couple dealing with U-boats uh, in the Atlantic, yep. and also uh, another one that I have at home for the Pacific War. And so this actually, this has all the charts that, like, okay. said that, yes. but it's really cool because it's, it's just you. And so you kind of go and you're doing your thing and you're like, you're all here to see what hit. And it's easily like on this chart and you just grab the chart and it's right here. It's all color code. You get the, just work your way through. So I find that's actually not, it's not burdensome. It's, it's, it's okay. But if you did something like that and I don't know, a minis game. And, I mean, it's a different kind of game, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I could, I could imagine trying something like that. I've never done it, mm -hmm. um, I'd recommend but it sounds sounds interesting. Yes, and like they don't take a long time. But someone gave me like here's this rule book for some yeah. World War Two minis gaming, and you got to go to this chart to see if you hit, and then this chart to see what kind yes. of ammunition. And some people love it. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. Every 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 player is different, right? Some some like um, simple and easy rules that are easy to to get and and to remember, and others like to go into detail and yeah. What if the if the rifle has a, also a bearing on it? Does it does yes. it affect the, the shooting or the, mm -hmm. the reloading or whatever? Yeah, it, yeah. Every player is different, which is great. It is gives a lot the, of lot of different game systems and and yeah, for that there's something for everyone. Yeah, there really is almost a game for everyone. And if there's not, you can kind of just modify the stuff to right. your liking, which is it's wonderful. I love that they have that. So you spent the five thousand dollars. You got your table, mm -hmm. the accessories. You got all this terrain. Now what? Now What's what? Next? Okay, the easy part I think is moving in the new table. Okay, well, <laughs> moving out the old table, moving in the, the new table. That should be easy. Okay. When it comes to the rain, there's some work in, in front of me, right? I need to paint it, I you guess. Always <laughs> yes. So you know what I have to do? I have to paint. So I would probably pick one of the, the smaller buildings or mm -hmm. the, the, the simpler looking stuff and, and figure out what do I like? What kind of, do I want a kind of a color scheme? Um, how do I, what, what, what's the important, or what are things that could be some eye-catching things on a building? Um, yeah, I would have to look at them and see how to paint them. I would like a more, yeah, kind of realistic look. Um, not too, not too clean, but also not too, too dark or dirty. So mm -hmm. some kind of in-between. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things I love about doing these extreme gaming makeover uh, chats is just seeing all the different type of gaming that people do. and all their ideas, and so far, no two have been the same. Mm -hmm. And I know at some point I'll probably do one of these about myself. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Like, like I don't know. There's so much. Of it. I mean, I have, I have no idea what I would do. Uh, but I like seeing what everyone else is doing because it kind of gives ideas. Like, or like maybe that, or like I want to stay away from this. And uh, and everyone just has these really cool and different ideas about 
how to personalize it for them, which I think is really cool because you can do any sort of run-of-the-mill thing, you just get it out of the box, and like anyone can have, right, to mass-produce. But the chance of you actually just taking the time to think about how are you going to do it to like make an ideal setting for yourself at your home or wherever it is, um, I don't think many people think about that. Mm. Yeah. Um, once you started kind of diving into it, was it difficult uh, making these choices? Uh, no, not really. Once I, I mean, when I started digging um, and I thought about what what else besides the table would be something, mm -hmm. I thought about tabletop world pretty pretty early. Yeah. And then I, I revisited the web page and started looking. I said, okay, let me just grab a calculator and add up. And I was <laughs> almost there. So oh yes, that's it. That there's no no second thoughts about it. I would love to have their terrain, their buildings. That's yeah. that's it. And, like, I'm guessing it's something you normally wouldn't just be like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a bunch of these for yourself. I don't think so. Because, yeah. I mean, as I said, and, and I spent almost 3000 or a bit more than $3,000 on them. So yes. it's a lot of money. If you if you buy one or two, then you have two buildings. What, mm -hmm. what can you do with them? Yeah. They don't match, probably don't really match any other terrain you have at home to use. And mm -hmm. just two buildings is just a bit... It's two buildings. Yes. Yeah. It's it's nothing. It doesn't tell a story. It's not a it's not a, a, a little settlement or anything. It's just two buildings. So you need more. And um, I mean, you could you could start buying one every few months, maybe, and and, mm -hmm. and do that. Um, but then it will take a lot of time until you have something where you say, okay, now I can I can use them for a game. No, that's true. And it, so like some of the pricing. I think isn't bad at all. No, some some are not too bad, and it, I think it, some's up there. But I mean, rightly so. I think it's it's, it's worth the money. But some of it is just like this one I'm looking at right now. It's, right, it's it's almost two hundred dollars American for, and yes. that's a lot. Of that's money a lot of money. Yes, uh, gorgeous, worth it. But it's a lot of money uh, to do. And like you said, by the time you have stuff, it could be. But also, since this is coming from Croatia, you got to figure shipping time. Shipping, shipping will be expensive Everything, too. I think yeah. it has it has some kind of weight as well, and I needs to be well packed because you want to, to. They want to make sure that it arrives safely. True. So I think shipping will be another issue, uh, or costly, or uh, cost factor. Let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Nowadays, with all the supply chain problems with everything, yeah, that that's that comes yeah, it that too. comes to it as well. Yeah, shipping times might might be long. That's true. And so, like, even if you spread it out, like you do one every two or three months, it might be six months before you get one. Probably yes. <laughs> and then you're waiting. Who knows how long? Could be shorter, I mean, then you longer. could I, the 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 pro would be you could start painting one after the other. Then yeah, you, once you, you, you could get them painted. Get it painted and then order the next one. That might be an idea to 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 get something started with them. Yeah? I mean, not me, because I still have stuff I haven't painted like 15, I 20 mean, years later. I mean, who has not, right? But <laughs> really work on that <laughs> one of these days. I've been saying that for years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although I know a guy, so... Yeah, that's always good to know guys. <laughs> it is good to know guys. Um, can we take a moment to talk about things from the basement? Sure. So you have a new range that just came out. Yes, I do. Let's... What is it? I could I could even say I have two ranges that just came out. Well, that's to be true because the Kickstarter. Right? Yes, I had. So let's let's start chronologically. Yeah, let's go. So there. the the let's start with the German village that was a Kickstarter that uh, that I had running November December uh, of twenty twenty two. That long ago, it felt even uh, more just, recent actually. No, that's just three months, four months, right? I don't know why. It, like I feel like you just did it last week. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's a few months, but just a few. Okay. So. Um, 
it was a successful Kickstarter. I'm it's already surprised. it's already fulfilled. I started or I, I finished shipping out all the rewards about two weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I have the buildings here at TotalCon, or had the buildings yeah. here at TotalCon and for the first time. <laughs> well, so let's let's take a moment. On that. Yes. Uh, speaking of conventions, you go to other conventions, right? Yes, I do. So what are the next conventions coming up? i.e. other opportunities that people have to yes. so buy the stuff we're talking about. The next uh, convention, I'm very excited about that, is Mayhem. It's in Lebanon, New Hampshire. It's oh. in April. I don't have the date out of my head. It's, I think, mid-April. I think so, too. I think it's somewhere um, near my wife's birthday. Yes. It's, um, it's a brand new convention. It's their, their first appearance. Oh, um, right. And um, I'm very happy to be there. I'm one of the of the main sponsors, so that oh, I've never done yay. something like this before. Hooray. So um, um, yes, I'm, as I said, I'm very excited about that one. Okay. So that will be in about two months. So that's mid-April. Mid-April. Yes. And then what else will be coming? Then in May, that's also mid-May. Mm -hmm. It's Huzar. That's I'll the convention there. in in South Portland, Maine. Um, we haven't been for. For years, because of course there was the pandemic, and then last year we were we couldn't make it for family reasons. So, so we will be back this year, and I'm very excited about that because um, Huzar was our very first convention as things from the basement. I don't know, back in 2016, oh, wow, yeah. 17, something like that, and we loved it, or we still love it, mm -hmm. and we we are um, looking forward to being back on on in Maine. Uh, I should take a moment to say not as of the time of this recording we're still waiting for the stuff to get finalized but uh huzzah and the organization that puts it on main struggle wargames association is a sponsor of wargaming recon yet again yes. so I, I always like to disclose that kind of stuff uh i love huzzah yes whether it's, they sponsor uh, or not it doesn't matter it's just huzzah is no it is it is a it is a great show i i love and i always say that when we did our first show in the u.s um there was such a warm welcome for us. We mm -hmm. were the newcomers. Nobody yeah. knew us. Uh, we didn't know what to expect because <laughs> it was our first convention that we have been to yeah. in in the states. So um, it was it was a great choice. So we love it. It's it's uh, well done. It's a smaller convention, I think. But if you are in the area and you have time, I would highly recommend you you stop by and have a look. It's it's great. So you'll be at. Uh, Mayhem, and you'll also be at Huzzah. Right, right. And then, aside from that, people can always buy from you online, right? That's true. So, it's um, Things from the Basement is basically a web shop. Mm -hmm. um, so, everything you can get online. Um, my website is thingsfromthebasement.com. The name says it all. The business is run, <laughs> run in the basement of our house. So, um, that's why we chose that name. Okay. Um, yeah, and you can get everything online. So then um, you have the German village right. that has come out, and you have a whole range for that, variety of buildings that you can get, uh, and it kind of continues, you did a Russian village, you did uh, yes, that's a Mediterranean, a Italian, Spanish kind of thing. Correct. It's a continuation. And I started five years ago with the Russian village, then the Mediterranean, which, yeah, you could use anywhere, Spain, Italy, mm -hmm. a lot of... Um, players use it for the Caribbean or for the colonies of the Spanish in, oh, in, Ameri right. in the Americas yes. because the style of the buildings it's they the of, of course they, they, they built what they were used to, just mm -hmm. used the materials that they had at hand Yeah. 
but uh, in general, it's more or less the same style. Yeah. Cool. And then there's a even newer range. That there's an even released. newer range. Yes. And so which that one? So that's the Wild West range. Um, I was I was approached by a friend Dave Valentine of Bloody Scotsman's game. He just released um, a weird Wild West skirmish game, Devil in San Miguel. Mm -hmm. It's set in New Mexico in the 1890s. And um, he was looking for buildings for that kind of game. So yeah. I, I, I thought when I heard New Mexico for the first time, I thought, oh, that, that sounds to me, it sounds like Adobe style buildings, mm -hmm. um, the way Mexican or Spanish um, influence buildings. Um, and on the other hand, he also said, I would also like to have some Western style wooden buildings, you yeah. know, so I thought, this, okay, so I will, I will do a mix. I will do the Adobe style and the classical Western style wooden buildings. And, and I, um, so that ranges out since February and that will continue to grow. I will definitely do more of, of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. in both Adobe and, and wood. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I've seen the stuff. I've seen it in person. I've seen it online too. All looks beautiful. As Thank you. I, I, you make nice stuff. It's just I expect good quality from you, and you always deliver. You over deliver. Is really oh, what it that's is. good to hear. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so that's really exciting. Um, so what else is going to be coming down the pike for things in the basement? Uh, I was very busy with with these two ranges over the last month. So. Um, I think I have to slow it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on, on something, so don't worry. <laughs> there will be new stuff coming. Let's say I will I will go back to ranges that are already out there, so just adding some new new kits to to them. Okay. Um, enough or do you need more? Uh, whatever you want to I will never say no to so, okay, so, more information. So I'm working, okay, I, I will give you some <laughs> it's, more. It's up to you. It's up to me, yeah. My so, job is to try to tease it out of you. Okay, so you, you did that. You did that well, so I will, I, will, I will give you more. So I, the next probably few build, oh, not buildings, but kits will be an extension of the Victorian sci-fi range. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, that are mainly flying airships, mm -hmm. more or less inspired by the Space 1889 game that was out okay. years ago. Um, so I, I'm working on that. And after that, I'm not sure. I'm, okay. I will get inspired by something I'm, I'm pretty sure or people, uh, sometimes people approach me and ask me, could you consider doing this or that? Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Okay. Either I have an idea or someone else has an idea for me. And then for people who just want to keep up to date with all the things that you're working on and the new stuff and things in the basement, what, what's the best way? Yes, to see what's available. I mean, that's obviously the website, mm -hmm. thingsfromthebasement.com. And... Um, on and for more yeah what what else is going on i would recommend social media like facebook or instagram okay it's just things from the basement and you should you should be able to find me no tiktok or mastodon or twitter no uh, whatever else the kids uh, are using some of them i've never heard before so i don't <laughs> know what it is no <laughs> There's so many of them i just i can't my work yeah, just started a, a yeah, TikTok I mean, and i was like what it you could just work all day on social media and Some don't do, do anything yeah but the, uh, people expect me to to do terrain case or whatever and uh yeah yeah there's only so much time in a day and in a week so. no you're right i so one of my goals for the show is to limit how much time i have to spend on social media promoting stuff right and it's just mainly because i want the time to spend with my kids is mm. what it is not that it takes a ton of time but you get a 
like tailor it for each platform and you go into the thing and it's just it adds up uh so that's one of the things i know i'm gonna be working on this year to just try to minimize that but yeah it, it's i think it's better to have a limited number of platforms that you're gonna go to and do it well than to be on all right things. yeah that's true i get that and i think you you can't reach anyone or everyone with with all the all the platforms anyway so true do what you think you can do and do that well and that that's i think is enough cool well i want to remind everyone that you can find us on all the things as TikTok? are you on tiktok i'm gonna have to go on the TikTok. <laughs> no one wants me to dance trust me maybe you can dance and no i can't <laughs> Uh, we're on all the other things as the Wargamer Recon, so you can stay up to date with us there and uh, see all the stuff that's happening and things we're going to be covering in upcoming episodes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, thank you, York, for taking the time to join us thanks, again today. Thanks Love for having me. Everyone. Thanks for having me. I want to thank everyone else for taking the time to listen to this episode of Wargaming Recon. Really appreciate all of you in the community and love being able to share news with you. Please be sure to let us know what you think of the Extreme Gaming Makeover Series. Uh, I have many more ideas for other guests to have on and uh, ways to go about it. And I hope all of you are enjoying it. So you all know the deal. No matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much time you're thinking, I should get a table like York and fill it with a really cool terrain from things in the basement, of course. You know that you gotta. You need to. You have to. That's right. Keep on gaming. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. This recording is released under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Wargaming Recon is sponsored by the Historical Gaming Club of Oxbridge. They meet the first Wednesday of each month at Great Stories in Wittonsville, Massachusetts. Dice drop at 7 p.m. on games spanning World War II to the Wild West and beyond. Guest demos are encouraged. All are welcome. Find them on Facebook at Historical Game Club of Oxbridge. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They put on the Huzzah Convention. Huzzah is happening at the Doubletree in Portland, Maine from May 19th to the 21st, 2023. Come play war games featuring epic historical battles, have fun at a sci-fi and fantasy game, or dig into some board games at Huzzah. Visit mhwa.info for more information.